And welcome to the Glacially Musical Podcast. It is beer, metal, and swearing. Of course, I am Nick Cameron, joined by my good friend, uh, Comfortably Numb Chakis, because that's how I feel today. Comfortably Numb, we'll explain in a, in a minute. Uh, thank you for joining us for the third installment of the Red Hot Chili Pepper series. This week, we are doing Mother's Milk, their 1989 breakout record. Uh, if you are here for that, thank you very much. Please give a like and possibly a subscribe if you enjoy our witty banter. My banter will be different this week because uh, I tweaked my neck this weekend. So I'm on painkillers and I'm on uh, muscle relaxers and I'm on the steroids. So probably going to sound different. I will not be beer checking. I will uh, muscle relaxer check, which is uh, psychobenzaprine. I did specifically ask my 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 doctor. Well, I got this thing where I have a beer every week. If I take my muscle relaxer at this time, and then it's out of my system, and then I wait till the beer's out of my system to take the next one. And she looked at me and she's like, "I'll call and ask, but I don't know." Yeah, no, no. So I get to be a funny story for her boyfriend multiple times but that's besides the point uh where are we here's how we do this uh beer check vinyl check news check shirt check wait no beer vinyl shirt news meat of the day okay hello sir um first of all i'm sorry for your uh illness and injury uh most Americans would have no compunction about mixing pharmaceuticals with alcohol, but you are a good man and a family man and don't want to do such nonsense. So I, yeah, I don't. And <laughs> I mean, I do, I have mixed, you know, like when, uh, when I got like certain very painful surgeries and I was on the serious painkillers, like, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I told them what I was doing. I mean, to lay the nurse practitioners, like, what do you got, what do you got planned for us today? I'm like, gonna sit i'm gonna recuperate i'm gonna take these pills and i'm gonna drink some ipas and listen to roger waters the wall live in live in france she's like oh sounds like a good day i'm like well i hope so it's, it's gonna get really awful after this so but that was for some minor surgery i had to have twice actually which was awful but yeah so I, I did ask because if i could do a beer check i've got some cool beers i want to check but next week probably um they they gave me a course of 10 days to a day i will not be able to take two a day the one i took this morning knocked me out after i i got up i had a giant cold brew coffee as i do went to the office was there for a couple hours went to magnolia uh my other house for a minute and check on that make sure it was okay and then i came back home and i drank an entire pot of tea i took my pill Ate a giant pasta salad, pasta lunch, muscac baked muscacholi, which you would call uh, penne bolognese. And then I fell asleep for three hours. I was pumped full of caffeine, pumped full of pasta carbs, and I fell asleep for three hours. Well, the carbs always, you know, pasta will give you a rush and then a crash, unless you're mm -hmm. a marathon runner and you're hypercarbing. But like, uh... again, I am sorry, you're infirm that blows um hey like you know one bad mother said uh back in the day back in 1992 1992 show must go on indeed the baddest mother ever um by the way i'm better than i was last week i was pretty sick last week i'm feeling a, a touch better 
my hearing is not quite back to normal, but it's like now 80, 90% there. I just have like an occasional problem with my hearing. So it must be healing. And uh, thankfully, because, you know, it's very scary to a music lover to lose their hearing. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, let's get on with the show. Uh, so, good to uh, see my, you. I guess I'm going to beer check alone. My beer check is ice water. Nice. Uh, my beer check is a beer I have had before here on the podcast. It is the Joseph Brow from Trader Bro- Trader Bros, Trader Hoes, Trader Joes. Hefeweizen, because I like to have a. That's the pop. I don't think you heard it, but I heard I it. I heard, I heard the first bit. All right. And the finger fudge pour down the middle. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. I definitely knocked over a seltzer last night onto my notes from work. <laughs> Cheers and feel better. Cheers. Uh, Steve's Hot Dogs actually is introducing a new seltzer today made in conjunction with uh, Four Hands Brewing. Steve's is on my bucket list for St. Louis things. So well, gonna, well, don't worry. Get, we'll go. You can get it. If, you, if you're feeling froggy, Get a pony dog. I'm sorry, a horseshoe dog. Okay. Uh, it's about eighteen made of horses. It's about eighteen hundred calories. Made of horses. It's a bun, a dog. It's uh, cheese fries, and then a burger on top of it. Do I have to eat it like that, or can I like you fork and knife it? Oh, I fork and knife there most okay. of the time. It's their dogs are too too thick. But yes, and the fries are amazing there. By no, the way, but they got like some kind of berry cider that they're making in conjunction with uh, St. Louis City SC. And it's a seltzer, so I don't care anyway. But another yeah, other beer news, since I can't beer check, uh, Urban Chestnut also is bringing out another beer called Wally's Lager, which is in conjunction with the Bucky's Road Trip Store. So they've made an American light lager called Wally's Lager Road Trip. Uh, is Bucky. is there a Bucky's location yeah. near St. Louis that I can go to? Yeah, we just I, got it. I've never been. I've never been either. We got it open up. I think it opened up about six months ago. It's it's not far out. It's about uh, probably about 12, 12, 15, 12, 12, 15 minutes from my house. I'll pay for the gas. Uh, I, I I don't have gas. I, I'll pay for the charge. I will. It's free. I will. I uh, have been to come and go. I have been to Circle K. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Never been. I to think that puppets. every time I pass one. How? What else could you associate it with? It's not that great a store. No, it's not. It's got nothing special. And if but, you've never uh, been to the northeast and you or the southeast, and you don't know what Wawa is from the northeast or Sheets from the Mid Atlantic, those two. We went to both Sheets and Wawa on our road trip. Wawa has incredible food, and the rest of it is okay. Uh, Sheets has not good food, but everything else is amazing. I, I'll um, tell you that uh, Wawa had better beer selection for what I was looking for in that trip. True. Which were 19 ounce single cans. But let's move forward because I Final check. Finish, yeah, I got to re- finish at a reasonable time. I am going to drop some more antique mall goodness on you. I got two. Go for it. For some reason, I don't know why we've been buying crap tons of this, but Jefferson Starship and Jefferson Airplane. Uh, this one's called Spitfire. It's on Grunt Records. My wife wanted to get it. It was eight bucks. I mean, eight bucks. Eight bucks. Uh, that I would know. I don't know any of these. <laughs> Cruising, Dance with the Dragon, Hot Water, St. Charles, Song to the Sun, With Your Love, Switchblade, Big City, and Love, Lovely Love. I think they might have been high when they wrote that last <laughs> one. 
the shroomage is happening. Okay. Uh, here's another antique mall find. I don't normally buy a record based on just one song, but every now and again, you have got to just be like, you know what? Yeah. Timbuk3. The album is Greetings from Timbuk3. They wrote the amazing song, The Future's So Bright, I Gotta Wear Shades, which opens up this record. So I may not listen to this album very far in. It is in the Mylar, all that good stuff. I have not listened to either of these yet. Trivia question. What TV show? Head of the class. He knows. He already knows. Unbelievable. Billy, this that was after Billy Connolly had taken over for Howard uh, Hasman. Howard Hasman, yeah. Howard Hasman. Oh, I loved Head of the Class. Loved yeah. it. Good show. Good what show. you got this week? What do I got? Alrighty. I have... So, um, I didn't share this news or unboxing the rest of the order i um so we're into 2023 purchases and i did purchase on a weekend sale might have been president's day so that's about we're between february and march releases right now with my purchasing and also to show attendances and things like that so nuclear blast was having a sale and uh, because i buy things occasionally from them, i acquired a bunch of nuke points they give you when you buy stuff and you can apply those points to purchases. Plus, it was the sale. So I got like a 60% off sale. And I purchased, normally wouldn't, but a, a, a seven-inch collector's box set that was dirt cheap. Again, 60% off everything in my order. And it's a series of four singles with a picture disc and like four singles representing the anniversary of Nuclear Blast. That's cool. I unboxed it on a ghost cult. Weekly Ritual News Show, not here, but it's cool if you want me to, we can make an appearance. But also in that order, because they were like giving away LPs, and I was like, oh, I have most of these, or I pre-ordered these, let me get something I don't have. So three years ago, there's a band called from Spain called Irist, and this is their debut album, Order of the Mind. I'm sorry for the shine. There we go. It's a little bit of a boobage here. It's always not. Bands, stop putting boobs on your records. Um, It will get you flagged on social media, and you won't be able to share your stuff or even promote it with paid ads. But this album slaps. As the kids say, they have a new EP out right now. Uh, But let's look at this Iris debut album from three years ago, uh, almost exactly three years ago. Uh, Comes with the lyric sheet. Lyrics, very nice. And the album artwork. Uh, Vinyl in the paper with the Mylar. So very good. No extra. I mylar. need to buy mylar. I'm actually out. I have been out you know, for like a month. You know what Nick and everybody else listening can do is hit the link in our description for invest in vinyl mylar sleeves. And a little bit of that money comes back to the podcast and we would appreciate it. But also check out this fancy swirly iris double Ooh. different, double different swirl, kind of a Halloween swirl. But look at mm-hmm. how again for the second week in a row, look at how different the front is. From the B side. I love it when like literally that. a photo negative of each side. Like again mm-hmm. and again. This is something. This is nothing to quote Phil Hartman. So good band. Uh death metal. Very good technical death metal. And uh again, bands from Spain this year seem to be crushing it. So that is my vinyl check. I have more to come in future weeks. As do I, as do I. My shirt check this week. I'm wearing my latest sloth t-shirt. Not fast, not furious. That's totally true. 
Um, my ex-girlfriend Tara loves sloths. It's her thing for her. Um, she has a lot of sloth wear. Uh, my and- wife decided that sloths are my are our relationship mascot. Mm-hmm. So I've actually got one hanging above my head on uh, the pull chain. Mm-hmm. I uh, got one up there somewhere. His name's Schlofy. That's Schleffy. And then Schlofy's on the couch. Oh, okay. I see there's a theme here. Uh, Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. Speaking of beer and SHC things, I am wearing my Sisters in Christ Sacred Bones record shirt. Once again, it is so comfy. And it's almost becoming like I wash it and wear it every couple of weeks. Instead of once in a while, because it's like so silky. I like sleep. I slept in it. It's kind of, it looks slept in. I slept in it. I woke up in it today and I really didn't change it. I was like, I'm, I'm going to stay in this all day. It's just super silky when I was especially working from home. I need comfort on all areas of my body. And yeah, uh, my yeah, sacred yeah. Reich, I have very little camo in my life anymore, except shorts. But this is a sacred Reich camouflage trucker hat. All right, Max Cavalera, what do we got for news? I, I have I, Max Cavalera sweatpants on also. Oh, my. I didn't know that. that they were was... given to me free by Richie Cavalera, so I like mm-hmm. wearing them. They're, they're also keep my hands from getting clammy. Um, news check, right? Final. Yeah, I got nothing this week. You got nothing. I'm trying to think of, like, if there's anything. Um, this is kind of interesting. So lots of turmoil in Slipknot. We talked about that the last few weeks. Corey Taylor Gave an, apparently, I need to go to Europe to get to interview some of these big stars because these little websites and zines and blogs and blogs get these major interviews with like little effort, apparently. So he gave an interview, Slipknot's on tour in Europe. And Clown, he was like, I'm not joining the tour. He flew out and did a few festivals and shows. Then he was like, oh, my wife's bad, sick again, bad. I got to go back and he's done for the summer. So, you know, best of luck to Clown and his family. But Corey Taylor gave a new interview and next year, is the 25th anniversary of the debut Slipknot album. Now, they already celebrated a little bit for the 20th. They have done a full album performance once of the whole album. We did a whole series on Slipknot. For those that don't know, I'll link it in the description. I'll link it in the video here, right? Like here as I'm talking. And you can check some of those videos out. They're really good. And uh, he said, we're we're talking about planning it. Now, again, when a band like Slipknot, who is one of the biggest bands in the world, and moves the needle for everyone else, says we're talking about it, it's happening. These tours and festivals get booked years in advance sometimes, no less than a year in advance in most cases. So if they're talking about doing special festival appearances and playing just the debut album, they're going to do it. Um, And, um, you know, there was some other interesting stuff that's come up the last couple of weeks we didn't talk about, but let's talk about this is interesting. I have not started it yet, but I have the brand new Geezer Butler biography into the void oh it's out i didn't know it was out it came out last tuesday it's his life in and out of black sabbath he is the third member of black sabbath with a book i don't did bill ward write a memoir technically i think he put out a book of lyrics with a little bit of context of his life in it but he didn't put out an actual memoir i don't think ozzy obviously i am ozzy iomi has his iron man and now we have a geezer book and, and many revelations in the geezer book, apparently that have been reported, including sort of unsurprisingly, as people know, Gloria Butler manages geezer and a few other bands. Sharon Osborne manages Ozzy and Black Sabbath, and they hold the rights to the Black Sabbath merch and stuff with Tony. And geezer says that the reason like Sharon and Gloria hate each other 
So he actually hasn't talked to Ozzy in years because of this feud with the wives. He's like, look, he's my brother. If we had a show tomorrow, we would show up, rehearse, and be great. I love the guy. I will always love the guy. There's a guy of a bond that cannot be severed, his exact words. But uh, they the wives hate each other, so he doesn't have a friendship anymore with Ozzy, and he was lamenting this. Makes him sad. Uh, so, you know, th- th- this is, you know, family. My suggestion would be never, never let your family be part of your management team. I mean, she made the guy rich. I love, I respect Sharon. I don't like Sharon. She made him rich right. beyond belief. I, I get that. And you know what? She did a great job, but <sighs> yeah, it's just nobody to... dislikes Gloria Butler. I'll tell you that. Nobody. Every, everything I've ever heard about her has been she's a gem and wonderful. It, it's just it's just best to keep your family out of your person out of your professional life, in my humble opinion. <clears throat> Come at me in the comments if you want. And then another thing, if you were looking forward to the band that barely ever was, Deadland Ritual, which was supposed to be Geezer's current band, they put out some singles. They were supposed to put out a record. It never happened. And apparently the singer, Frankie Perez, who's been in a bunch of projects and things, been on a song with Apocalyptica, yada, 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 and Matt Sorum, formerly of Guns N' Roses and The Cult, uh, they don't like each other. So that's why. Oh, and why can't Tori read? Don't forget. Sorry? Matt Sorum also of Why Can't Tori Read, Tori Amos's first time. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, he's, he's did, a great he's a great drummer. I mean, like Vel- did an episode Oliver. on it with Duncan. Oh, okay. Dude's a great drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just like apparently and not liked. No, Matt is not well liked, apparently, and uh by anybody. And uh yeah, Deadland Ritual. And then Geezer, I guess the final thing is he feels Pretty much Black Sabbath is not coming back for the aforementioned reasons. He's just like, I don't see us coming back unless there's an astounding offer for us to do a one-off. I don't really see it. that It hasn't happened yet, and I don't see it happening. And then he was like, I'm pretty much retired from music now. I'm not going to make new music anymore. I'm not going to try a new band. I did it. I thought Deadland Ritual was going to be it. Should have, but on paper, it looked brilliant. Not to be. So very sad. Well, I mean, Ozzy can't tour. And he, he's uh, well, I mean, he so now segue into another thing. He can't tour, but he is supposedly going to play that power trip festival in Indio in October. And by the way, last bit of news probably for today, that that festival is not doing well. Mm-hmm. Those tickets are astronomically priced. If you go to stay in that area, I had booked a hotel for the on the chance that I might go. I booked a hotel for the area for the weekend. Like fourteen hundred dollars for four days. It's that's very it's major city high, and I'm talking about like high end hotels, not like your bargain, not your travel lodge, and not your, you know, embassy suites, and not your Hilton, you know, Holiday Inns. Seriously expensive for anywhere. Tickets a thousand dollars basically for the weekend to go see all three shows, and there's no other bands. I was waiting for like, oh, is there an announcement with more bands? There is not. There's only. The headline bands, and granted, those are incredible. You know, you see Tool and Metallica on the same day play full shows. Ozzy and ACDC, which would be a major draw. Neither have played for a long time. And then uh, Guns and Maiden. Oh, my God. Could you imagine just three, four hours of Guns and Maiden only? Amazing. But, like, it's $1,000. Who can afford it? I was like, you know what? I'm probably not going. I can't go. I'm going to go to Aftershock in my area and see two of those bands or three of those bands and not 
you know, I'm going to see Metallica anyway a few times. I will see Guns N' Roses and Foo Fighters and Tool, and I will miss out on the others. I'll see Maiden whenever next year. I, uh, I, I can't picture myself going to a three-day outdoor festival ever. I'm just not. I have no interest in experiencing that. I get it. Obviously, they're very popular. They're just not. They're just not for me. If anybody's going, have a great time. Tell me about it. Hmm. Show, show me some pictures that you took from, you know, three farms away from the stage. I was going to invite you to come with me to full, uh, full terror uh, assault open air in uh, southern Illinois, but uh, I know it's not a thing for you, and so I will not go either. I would likely not go to that. I mm-hmm. it would have yeah. I would need a lot of uh, old man. Uh, assurances that i wouldn't be able to get get but if you if you don't mind yeah we're done with the news let's transition in and i uh, i will do my best to set this up if my uh, i don't have a tape recorder with my words on it like at the zuni verse so if uh yeah if i stumble jump in help me out but so let's pick up where we left off which was the red hot chili peppers found out that hillel slovak had died of an overdose after sequestering himself from the band for a few weeks, and at which point, of course, Anthony goes on to a numbing weekend, blah, blah, blah. And Jeremy Irons, Jack Irons, Jeremy Irons is the actor. Jack Irons basically meets with, I believe the manager's name is Lindy. Is that right? Lindy Getz. Lindy Getz. Oh, Lindy wants it. Lindy Getz. Mm-hmm. So Lindy, they meet with Lindy Getz. And the two boys, who you know, the two mate, the two main players, Flea and Anthony, and Jack says, "I'm quitting. I cannot be a part of something that is killing my friends." He blamed the death, the Hillel's death, on being in the Chili Peppers. Okay, I, I don't know that I would agree with that, but you know what? You got to do what you got to do. You got to live your life where you live your life. So, which point now they were down to two again, and they have. Not yet recorded an album, even they have not recorded two albums in a row with the same lineup, and they have done four four albums, four lineups. So we are now about to go five for five, which I think even breaks the Iron Maiden. This record. is the fourth album, by the way. Is it? Mother's oh, Mother I'm sorry, the fourth album. You're a little ahead, but that's okay. I apologize. So they've gone, so they're about to go three, they're about to go four for four instead of three for three. Okay, yeah, so they've gone three albums, three lineups. Now they're gonna go four albums, four lineups, and then the next album is the same lineup. Spoiler. So they meet on a boat in the Bahamas, which I thought, wow, that's a that's a lot for these dudes that can't fill a club. But okay. Well, again, I wouldn't say they can't fill a club because they were unusually like they had non-charting albums, but the label was sinking money into them. They had videos on MTV. Okay, fair enough. Can't quite say that they weren't successful because they were achieving success and getting big tours i i think there was a lot of excess in the 80s if you ever read the kk downing book they literally would like blow through money like millions of dollars from nothing unbelievably and that's not even counting the partying a good friend of mine joe finn uh, or i'm sorry joe tebow finn's motel uh formerly uses the stage name joe finn told me about a guy he knew who played drums and was on a major label recording band in the 90s and what it was like back even in the 90s about how they spent three days trying to get a snare sound in a $400 an hour recording studio 
with you know a paid producer basically they brought in an army of snare drums and they would he would hit it he go nope next and then they bring in another one and they just kept doing that for three i mean three days for a snare sound but so yeah this okay is I see what happens when you're on the schneef everybody this is yeah this is what happens when you're on cocaine and a band selling well promise if the band sells well you're promised more cocaine so you let them do it and then you just go whatever and you move forward so they're in the bahamas they're meeting and they decide to move forward because they don't think hillel would want them to quit after what they had built i have to agree i mean i you know getting to that level even though they're not you know filling arenas even though they're not doing all that business they're on the cusp of it they're getting noticed they're getting they're getting tours so they agree to move forward. Can I interrupt for a second and ask a question? Go ahead. In your personal opinion, they go have that meeting and they don't go forward and they break up. And she, Flea will easily get another job in rock playing mm-hmm. bass for anybody. Kedis will don't know what. Clearly, they wouldn't be the Hall of Fame band we now have. But like, would they still be remembered for those first few albums? Would you care? That's the same question. Here's another way. Let me rephrase that question. If Kiss doesn't record a live and they lose their 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 battle with the label and Rock and Roll All Night live version never comes out, are they remembered? No, they're just some goofy band in makeup, like Slade. They're not well, any think, bigger than Slade, probably. I think this just becomes some goofy band in socks. You know, they didn't get to the socks till after this. So I thought so- no, no, they got yeah. socks with Hillel. EP is. No, Fushanti. That's after this album, before the next album. Sorry, it is on the Abbey Road EP. They're Which, wearing socks. 1989, 90. You look gonna, it up. I'll let you look it up. I'm looking. Debates up. and fights happen on the Glacially Musical Podcast. Uh, Fire is on Abbey Road EP, and Fire is the only song with Hillel Flo- Slovak. May 1988. Okay. Mm. Well, maybe you have yeah. won the day for once. And there for is once, Hillel. Nick is right. Hillel, Anthony, Flea, and I, I, I guess no. I'm sorry, Jack and Anthony. Anthony's okay. first. I'm looking at Hillel, but on the photograph, I don't think it's Hillel. He's dead. It is. It I'm is. looking at Hillel's brown pubes. Oh man, and frosted tips. Goodness gracious. I just remember this because Fire was on the Abbey Road EP, and Fire is the only song on Mother's Milk that Hillel is on. All right, fair enough. All right, now that I got that and I am right, where was I? I'm easily lost today. So they somehow recruit John Frusciante. I don't know how they found him. He's 18 years old at the time. He's in their fan club, and he's an obsessive Chili's fan. And he was like, worshipped Hillel. Worshipped him. Yeah, his playing definitely shows that noise. Uh, oh, wanted to um, correct myself on something I said. The video with the sand is uh, True Men Don't Kill Coyotes. I believe uh, I believe he pronounces it coyotes. But yeah, coyotes is acceptable. Um that's fine. Sorry, I wasn't thinking last week. At we all. we actually watched a bunch of Red Hot Chili Peppers videos yesterday. Who, who's the we? Me and the fam. Okay. 
the child is less than impressed by their lack of clothing. Yeah, it's a lot for preteen to see. You have to question your parenting morals. But anyway, I know these were videos. These weren't socks. But then I said, by the way, they did a tour wearing just socks. They've done like, what? I said they did one sock. And the kid looks at me and goes, no. And her mom goes, nope, they did. And you showed her this. No, I didn't. I didn't show her. And I just said, I'll leave you to guess where they wore the sock. <clears throat> Goodness gracious. Anywho, make better decisions, Nicholas. No. <laughs> All right. I, he refuses, folks. I am who I am. Uh, is there any other background noise that we need to get? Yeah, I mean, we did, we left out a very integral oh. part, Chad. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, so Chad they, Smith. They, they get, somehow they get hipped to Frusciante, and he just ends up at, he tries out, but basically it's like automatically, yes, you're in. Of course you're in. Look, they heard him play for like five minutes, and they're like, yes, you. But more interesting to me is the open call for drummers they had. In L.A., how many drummers do you think are in L.A. trying to be in a better band or a band? A uh, million. You know, there's a reason why Kiss put out their first thing, you know, band with recording contract seeking lead guitar player. So now here we have, you know, band with major label recording contract seeking drummer. And in 1988, I think there were a couple of bands in L.A. gigging, trying to, to get somewhere and in local scenes, especially scenes like Los Angeles, it is cannibalistic. You're in four bands. Uh, here's a band we were talking about now where half of them were in a whole other band and left because they both got signed. You know, everybody's hedging their bets. Everybody's, you know, fudging their everything and trying to get because everybody is one missed show away from being evicted out of their 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 shitty ass Los Angeles apartments over bars. Also true. So um, I don't remember the total number, but it was like a hundred or more drummers tried out for them. Now, I don't know what that probably did. They come in and play to a tape. Did Flea and Kitas come in there and work them over? How many songs did they get? Did they come in, know this song and do this? And we'll judge by that. The guy who wins the job is Chad Smith, a freakish Will Ferrell lookalike, which we discovered yeah. many years later. But the dude bit different of a drummer than Jack. A, a little more classic rock orientated, heavy hitter, heavy hitter. When people used to actually physically hit the drums with power, and that is what a drum is, a drum is made to hit and resonate, not, you know, I understand death metal and black metal and this technical fast stuff that's like very soft, hitting very soft to play fast, inhumanly fast. I appreciate and understand it, but jazz is a different kind of drummer. He's more like a Joey Kramer He's more like a John Bottom, but also he was trained in the funk. So not only can he hit like a great rock drummer, a classic rock powered rock drummer, he also knows the funk. He's got groove. He can be in the pocket. And the third and final most important thing is the Chili Peppers for the longest time right in a jam room. They don't now probably, but they used to till one hot minute. They did not ever come in and say, I have a song, they would start playing and a song would stew and develop. And Chad was an incredible vibe jam guy. He, you got a bass line, I got a drum for it. You got a vocal part, here's a good idea. You got a riff, here we go. I'm ready with the whole song. Like that he's 
just very intuitive, which most drummers are not. You got give me the riffs, tell me all the riffs, and I'll go home and study it and do the patterns and then come in ready. Most drummers are like that, to be honest, in my experience. So Chad wins the job, and now you have the new nucleus of the out of the band. The label puts more money into them, I believe. And they go in to make the next record. I don't know if you have any other further thoughts about Michael Beanhorn, the producer, or anything else. But you no, tell I'm, me. I'm not familiar with him at all. Yeah, he is. Michael Beanhorn. Uh, did they work with him again? Let me see. Hold on. I just had it here a second. No, because they went to Rick Rubin after this. Yeah, but I think... Hold on. Bear with me a second. I'm going to mute myself. Talk for a moment. Mm-mm-mm. This one's interestingly called a funk metal, uh, funk rock and alternative metal. I would say that this is this. I mean, obviously, this is the band that I fell in love with because it's this version of the band. But it's, you know, a couple years later. This is around the time when their name is getting everywhere. I'm just filling time. This is uh, we're on side two. We're at the end of side two. And the end of side two is always the same. Three singles. All really good songs. I have not seen the video for the third one. Yeah, so yeah, Michael Beanhorn is brought in their their fourth different producer in four years. Um and or maybe he came back to produce this one after the last one. I don't I yeah, that's right. So he comes back and again he thinks in 3D and they come in with their they write with they jam, they write a bunch of songs. John is like peas and carrots, Jenna. He comes right in. He's immediately spiritually synced with these guys. Chad is blasting on these drums, bro. He's crushing it. And they write this record, Mother's Milk. Uh, another double entendre album title. Mother's Milk is a cliche. Mother's Milk is an actual, you know, breast milk. The gift of life. Uh, but Mother's, there's clearly some other connotations going on there. It's white. It's white stuff they consume. Um, the album cover is partially controversial for the uh, naked lady, covered strategically by members of the band and their goofy shit. But they don't um, like naked people on covers, they like naked, they like nudity. Um, so Mother's Milk is also I had known of the band, I knew a few songs, but this is the album that took me in as a fan as well. This tape in my Denon. Uh, zipper case of 10 cassettes in high school or 12 cassettes in high school. This did not leave my bag for years. I broke the tape twice. I had to steal it from Tower Records in Lincoln Center. I got caught trying to steal it. Been caught stealing. Uh, shadow, foreshadowing for later. Another time. But uh, it's a pretty incredible record. I got to so just spoiler alert. I love yeah, this record. We, it's we, one of my favorite records. finally hitting an album where they hit on all cylinders. And... There's definitely some filler tracks. I would have kicked off the island, but I will also yeah, say... Yeah, it's it's a little longer than it needed to be. Not obnoxiously so. It's 45 minutes. They could have knocked this down to 40, and I think it would have been a little bit tighter. And with that, if you don't mind, I'm just going to move into track by track. Yeah, do you want to do the track by track? Or I'll should lead it. I do the I... track by track and give the commentary? I'll lead it. I'll okay. I'll give my commentary and then you can I'll set it up. You knock them down. Uh, speaking of filler, we start off with it. Good time, boys. 
this song has like samples of X and other bands, uh, Fishbone and somebody else. And this song is long. And I mean, granted, I was listening to it, you know, under the influence of, of painkillers and muscle relaxers. So I was probably in the right state to really hear this record today because I'm down and mellow. Everything's all blissed out in my head. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I am comfortably numb. That That is today. That is the theme of today. But I went, wow, this has gone on for a long time. And it's five minutes and I don't need five minutes of this. And I'm like, am I on the next song? So I pull up the track listing. Nope, I know that next one real well. So it's not that it, one. There's a weird break in the middle where it seems like they were starting to play a different song and then went back. Yeah, it's like um, Red Fan by Metallica where they're you know rocking out all of a sudden. And then it gets to this thing. And if you were young me t- trying to tape it off the radio, you hit stop. And then it goes, din, 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 Brent, oh, I got balls. I got a call and request this next week. Nice. Um, if you're looking for my feedback, it's pretty close to you. It's too long. This would have been a good two minute song. Yeah. I understand why it led off the album. It's got a very good, it's hard. It's immediate. Right away. You hear this is a much better produced album than anything they've ever done. Correct. Song is not the quality yet. It's Correct. actually one of the weaker it is album the openers they have yeah. ever had, including the modern records I don't love. It's a weak song. I wouldn't have opened with this. It's not a bad. I wouldn't have kicked it off, but it's not. If you cut it. this down to the high energy parts, it's a great album opener. It, if you bloat it up like this, you just just leave it on the beach and don't don't just leave it there. So no notes mm-hmm. after that. Moving on into higher ground. Okay, now this would have been an amazing album opener. It's perfect. It is everything we love about the Chili Peppers. Flea going to Funky Town and burning it down. I, I did just. I mean, the idea of watching his hand do this, like being being able to be up close and like look at it like this, just see that. I mean, that is how you can move all five fingers that quickly and do that on four. I don't know. Amazing. Anthony Kiedis is now a vocalist. He's kind of singing, still kind of rapping, moving on. They do the first, this is like one of their first real big choruses where they've got the the, the big gang vocals screaming higher ground. Well, you really know, this is a cover, great... right? This is yeah, a Stevie yeah. Wonder song Bro, you, from you, Inner Visions. I actually do, because I didn't know you're not, you weren't saying it was a cover right away, so I was wondering. Well, Sorry. I'll just go ahead and say what you interrupted. They actually did a wonderful honor to the original writer, Stevie Wonder. Okay, fine. But it's a hit song for Stevie Wonder. So it's not like an unknown song they covered. It's like a huge hit single. I think it's an unknown song for the MTV generation. I mean, everything is an unknown. I mean, MTG, what the shit did they know about Stevie Wonder? Nothing. I just exactly. called to say I love you and the you know woman in red and... You know stuff, stuff like the part-time lover. I don't even know if they knew that. That was like okay, a, that, but it's an unknown song yeah. to the audience that it's going to. I guess. Um, Look, I. It's a. I know Chili Peppers are funk for white suburban kids like me. Yes. Yes. Um, I didn't. I knew of Stevie Wonder. I didn't know him that well. Flea oh, did, wears though. the most amazing pants in this video. He wears everything about the- this song. The video. Everything is. The pants are made out of stuffed bears. I don't know who thought <clears throat> that up. I know what they were doing when they thought it up. Were they Care Bears? And they might have been Care Bears. I don't. I don't know. Or Beanie were... ba- before Beanie Babies, but that would have been. Well, sick. no, Beanie Babies would be too small. I mean, he flees pretty small. 
He's called Flea for a reason, bro. He's five feet two, like eyes of blue. Is he really that short? He's tiny. I don't think he's that tall. Um, this is not just one of the one of the best Chili Pepper songs. Should have been the opener. Mm-hmm. Most fun tracks, best song live, best cover. One of the best covers of all time. I'm not exaggerating. Agreed. And this I know is, how to play the. No, I, I actually I'm going to go ahead and disagree. It is not one of the best covers of all time because it does not do the second thing. You can't hear the original artist in the there. Oh well, I do. So nuts to you. I think it's one of the greatest. <laughs> okay, you know what? Maybe ever. I just don't know the song well enough, and I'm just talking. I'm trying to actually. I don't hear. know. I don't know. I think Sorry. they did an Sorry, incredible Captain, job. Actually, Sergeant Maybe is is trying Should, to get back. Sergeant Maybe is getting shut down today. Should have been. It's the perfect <laughs> length. Three minutes twenty two seconds. Agreed. Uh, Kiedis does a competent job singing against one of the greatest singers of all time. Agreed. Steve. For Shante, this is probably everybody's first introduction to John. And it's amazing. He makes the lick of the song his own. Literally, the right-hand piano part is John's guitar. And it's incredible. And the beat's great. Everything's great. Everything no notes. Stefan, um, who did this video? I forget who did it. I don't know if you know that. But um, mm-hmm. this is before they really talked about who directed videos. Yeah, I probably can look it up. Uh, next, we move on into Filler Town, Population Subway to Venus. Yeah, it's not bad. It's nondescript. I understand why it was not a live staple or ever included on the greatest hits. It's funny, though. There are quite a few songs on here. Like if you talk to Chili's diehards, they love these songs. This is there's nothing wrong with Subway to Venus. Yeah, there's a few like that. The next few. However, there's nothing really right about it. There's nothing great about it. Yeah, it's it's good, though. And uh, it's good. And, you know, Kiedis's lyrics are pretty forgettable in general, but like until later, but like. It's it's solid. Solid, not it's it. It fits. Yeah, it does what it says on the tin. Yeah, this is them trying to combine. Last week I stole Nick's line and this week he steals mine. Okay. This week, in this song, they're they're trying to combine their love of Jimi Hendrix with their love of George Clinton. Yes. And it comes out to this. Yes. You know, those are two great tastes that taste weird together. Mm. Moving on to uh, Straight Up Filler, Magic Johnson. I don't, I'm assuming that this is also based off of their love of living in Los Angeles and not letting, I mean, these guys love Los Angeles more than Nelly loves St. Louis. Totally. It's embarrassing how much. Um, Magic Johnson was next to Michael Jordan and even maybe before Michael Jordan, the biggest star in basketball at this time. Mm-hmm. It was it was uh, uh, Larry Johnson and, and Magic Johnson and Larry Bird for a number of years. That's the, the two dudes I knew living in St. Louis where the NBA doesn't really exist. Right. Did you have a team? Not in my life. Not my lifetime. No, but I mean, like, was there a team you rooted? Would you root for the Bulls? Would you root for Charlotte when they got a team? No. Okay. We don't have basketball. So I don't. I mean, people must play basketball in St. Louis. Yeah, I know. Mm. But it's not really part of our talk radio culture. It's not part of our sports culture where it's, you know, it's not in the cultural zeitgeist of St. Louis. Fair enough. Magic Johnson, not that great a song. Seriously. Nope. Uh, moving on to Nobody Weird Like Me. All right. Well, you know what? That is true. Um, is it fair to say the soft underbelly of the album is songs three, four, and yes, five? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It really is. But 
when we flip the record, we haven't flipped it yet. We're going to. No, we're not. We're gonna in a, in a, in a few. And uh, after the next track, yeah. But this soft underbelly comes early. I don't know. I I can see why they like these songs. They sound no, good. The soft underbelly well. can be in one of two places. <clears throat> it's in it's in the middle. It's it's in the middle of a side. Yeah, and that's where um, this is. Kiedis is uh, word diarrhea rapping and not singing very well. Kind of holds these back from being better, in my opinion. But they're just what they are. They're 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 good tracks. They're not you wouldn't skip them necessarily. They're but... they're not exactly. They're not bad. They're not great. They don't need to play, be played live. They don't yeah. need to be played on the radio. The thing that kept this album from being like an A tier album is these songs. Yeah. And then a couple on the other side, but we'll get to those. This, I mean, this is a this. It's a thirty 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 album. <clears throat> Actually, that's not true. It's it's, it's a fifty. It's, it's like a, a 50, 50, 50 Well, it's like a forty fifty five forty five on the good side. Like it's not that good. Um, Reeling with the feeling. Don't stop. Continue. Uh, this one closes out with, in my personal opinion, the best song on the record, which is "Knock Me Down," which was one of their the first of many tributes to Hillel Slovak and how they've lost him and just a truly truly great song and it is the kind of song that that showcases who the Red Hot Chili Peppers are and if you don't like if you don't like this song you will never like this group it's so lonely when you don't even know yourself this is the first great vocal moment in Anthony Kiedis's entire life agreed and it's, this is my favorite Chili Pepper song, bar none to this day. I love this song like you love your child. And, and when you when you get in on the train or after this time, <clears throat> it feels weird to go back to things like Catholic schoolgirls rule. Exactly. Like or, this is a step up dramatically in their everything. I understand it was about their friend that died, but this mm -hmm. song is brilliant. The backup, the singer at the end, the gospel singer. Oh yeah. The video is like very Flawless. funny it's Flawless. it's it's kind of like a little more comical and less serious until the end but the song is a 10 of 10 song to me so you got the 10 I, of 10 think, cover in mm -hmm. my opinion and the agreed. 10 of 10 original finally agreed finally you got know, two they've finally done the two things they've been trying to do for three on their fourth album <clears throat> now we flip the record over also want to say i did watch the fight like a brave video last night as well Oh my god, that was the one that I thought was the anti-organic beatbox band video. Okay. But you know what Jesus. Fight Like a Brave always reminds me of? You can dance mm. when you want to, you can leave your friends behind. It's like safety dance the video, except not in the field. But in, they wear hats. They do wear hats, and as opposed to the men without hats. Correct. Who also there are people in that video who do wear hats. But they're so not the men people. without hats. The but man without a hat doesn't wear a hat. Uh, and also the J, the I, the M, the M, the Y, the Jimmy hat is also a thing in the 80s. I don't know what that is. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's a rap reference to condoms. Anywho. Oh, interesting. Continue anyway, to taste the pain. Well, you know, referencing condoms on this record, probably a good thing because we're going to get down to things later. Many unfortunate children were conceived to this album, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, we flip the record over. We get to taste the pain, which, if I had to guess, probably also inspired by loss and that kind of business. Another great song, another single. I do not recall ever seeing the video for this one, however. Oh, taste the pain had a video. 
Um, I'm just saying I don't recall it. Lee plays trumpet. Uh, it's actually a pretty cool song. It's a pretty mm, like, great song. It's not. It's kind of hard to say they have like a funky power ballad, but this could be a funk power ballad because the content of the song doesn't quite match the music, <laughs> the lyrical content. But Agreed. I will say, I don't. I think we skipped a little thing because I my brain is meh and your brain is meh. But um, before they got Chad, they did try to uh, have recently fired Dead Kennedy's drummer, D.H. Peligro, who just passed away literally a month and a half ago. And he was in the band ever so briefly. And one of his few contributions to this album is this song on the drums. And he actually got a credit for it, which is fortunate for him. I was, gonna, I was wondering about that because I, I see his name there. More money than he ever got. Uh, for anything else he's done, but uh, they fired him. He wasn't working out. He can't. Could, he also couldn't really jam. He was a guy who was like, "Tell me what the riffs and the changes are, and I'll play them." But he couldn't mm. just funk organically, which is an important thing to Flea and Kitas, and and uh, you have to be able to do. So go yeah. right ahead. I have no other thoughts. But Taste of Pain is at least a B tier song. So now you got two. Tens. I would I would say it's an A. I, I would Almost say it's an a. a. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it to you. We'll uh, we'll call it A minus. That's three A's. Right. Of, that's the seventh track. So four. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, for them, it's an improvement. Well, so you know what that means. You know what it's time for. Roller coasters up. <laughs> Love roller coaster down. <sighs> Stone Cold Bush. It is about what you think it is, and ew. I know um, I shouldn't be so ew. It's got a good chorus. Them, but... Stone Cold Bush. A lot of that. A lot of thumb slapping. Funkity funk. Minimalist guitar. Um, Look, I get it. These guys are the, track at all. These guys are young and horny. And so they're right about being young and horny. And frankly, for the amount of drugs they do, it's amazing they're still so horny because, like, I don't know, the the schneef and the other things usually, you know, wilt your flower, not stand you up strong like bamboo. You know what I'm saying? They uh you don't get a free willy when you got that. You get a you get willy incarceration. Cage Willie. Uh I like mine better. All right. Moving on into another amazing track, another amazing cover, obviously, by Jimi Hendrix, so I don't get actual lead well, I'm, before I even finish. Jesus, let me finish first. Well, actually, no. I'm glaring. I don't know if you can see what I'm glaring. I'm feeling it. Good. Uh, last, as mentioned earlier, this is the last recording with Hillel Slovak. This song is truly amazing. They did a great version of it. They... May they took a Jimi Hendrix song, made it their own, and no notes, just perfect. I agree. I would say that this is they channeled James Brown with a Jimmy song. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for them, we will get to this in the next episode. Oh, uh, not really, but we can talk. I mean, like, unfortunately for them, they played this at Woodstock 99, which perhaps inspired the fires. If you listen to the blame shifters of the Woodstock train wreck, Woodstock 99 documentary. Um, when they do covers, I would say this is a, a, a not just a landmark that it's a good sounding album. They got some strong writing, improved dramatically. Two covers back to back that are their two best covers because they've covered a lot of stuff that was garbage. They did a bad job on all those other covers, really. They at this point in time, because I would probably make the argument that every cover they do from here on out is pretty damn good, or at least I can name two more off the top of my brain. 
that are really good. And uh, they do, I, we're not, I don't think we're going to get to it, so I'll mention it. They do uh, roller, Love Roller Coaster by the Ohio Players for the Beavis and Butthead soundtrack. Great. And then there's a cover on the next record, at least one that I can think of that was absolutely great. And maybe uh, there are actually two covers on the deluxe edition of this record that are also Hendrix covers with John. So yeah, they're, but they're 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 live stuff. They're live, not... but they're, I mean, they were excellent. I, mean, I know. I I even deluxe even Ketis was excellent. It's not hard to believe. Not doing, not doing, not doing, not doing a deluxe. Not All doing right, continue. Uh, pretty little dirty, uh, just filler. Diddy. Whatever. Um. So this song is famous for on a weirdly unfortunate thing for those that know the band Crazy Town. And their one hit single, Butterfly, Come My Lady, Come Come My Lady, mm-hmm. horrible. They stole the second riff in Pretty Little Ditty. That's mm-hmm. the main riff of Butterfly. And like that's their only contribute. They don't even have a piece of original music in the world except mm-hmm. Shifty Shell Shock rapping over a Chili Peppers throwaway track that means okay. nothing. We'll call that terrible as well. Moving on into punk rock classic. 106 seconds that I do not require. (laughs) Ditto. No notes. Terrible. Uh, Sexy Mexican maid. Okay, that's creepy to begin with. So I immediately blocked it out. They need kind of like a Phil Toll therapist to come work with them. Um, Like what? What? Why did you even put this on a piece of paper? Also a DH Peligro jam i actually like the music to this one and i understand again it's la it's like cholo la latin culture these things that are influencing them this is not needed it's not as bad as some of the other where's daddy things but like this is not good correct this is what the oh yeah uh, yeah, not good. Uh, moving on to another great song, in my opinion, even if they do a little bit of uh, window dressing that is not required. Johnny, kick a hole in the sky. Great. A tune. great way to end the album. It's definitely a strong track. It's not weak. Good vocals, good music. Uh, you know, Frusciante really made himself like he came for a teenage guy who had really not been in a band before. I think this guy showed up and delivered songwriting soloing absolute right approach blended in with the guys under the wing of these older guys he worshiped obviously could handle it at least up to now not later but at this level this is a dude he's literally the mvp of the record agreed agreed and so let's quickly just discuss the tour a little bit they went on i think about 15 different legs of this tour they went to Europe, to America, to Europe, to America, all over the place. There are some weird tour stories that I don't feel like we need to get into. Uh, I will say that Mr. Frusciante was on record later on in life saying he really did not like who he was at that time. He was uh, definitely taking all the major tastes of the debauchery of what he could do. Right before the tour, of course, uh, Ketis breaks up with his longtime partner, uh, presumably to go debauch that Carol yeah, Al- Hawk, the model. Yeah. yeah. She the album in next week heavily. Uh, the album itself is a big hit for them. It goes gold and they get radio play. They get MTV play. 
this is when things get weird because Anthony Kiedis has always been on again, off again with the heroin. And when he would be off again, ready to be on again, he would go to Walgreens or CVS or whatever else you've got in any other place. And he'd buy diabetic needles. He would buy insulin. He would buy insulin needles in order to, to have clean needles to shoot up. And now he's getting recognized when checking out, when he's doing this. They're like, oh, I didn't know you were diabetic. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm diabetic. And, you know, thankfully this is few and far between, but it is happening. It's very awkward. But all in all, successful tour, successful record. And now we are seeing a band that after Freaky Styly, whether or not Hillel Slovak survives or doesn't, we the Red Hot Chili Peppers would find themselves having to make the same choice or having the same problems, the same option. The, after their third album, their fourth album has to be a hit. That is just, they're on a major label. The fact that in the 80s, a major label has put them through four records, three records that didn't do well without dropping them because they believed in them. But you can't, you, you can't, you know, it's like uh, it's like the guy in, in, in Bull Durham, you know, he was a goose egg. He wanted the witch to, to bless his back because he was over what, 28 at that point. He needed to get a hit. He hadn't he couldn't remember his last hit. And if you don't get a hit, same thing. You don't get You don't hit in baseball. They'll let you go. You don't hit another, music, another factor here in their success that we don't have a lot of time to get into, but I'm just going to briefly touch on, which is the growth and the the birth and the growth of alternative rock at this time allows yeah. for a band like the Chili Peppers to exist both in the underground fandom and a pop rock band at the same time. And this is the first band. They probably were the first breakout band of the entire genre. Uh, you, nerds love Hootsker Do, but they were not on radio or MTV. Nerds love Sonic Youth, but they were not popular until much later. Honestly, nerds love REM and they had a couple of big hits, but they weren't a big band until they became kind of a mainstream band on their yeah. next record. Yeah, this this is definitely when alternative music becomes a word. And yes, they're that is that is a great point, and we will see quite a bit of that next week. And I'm gonna say we, 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 we uh, pull the plug. I took us out last week. You take us out this week. I will. You have been listening to the Glacially Musical Podcast. If you made it this far, you are a real one. Thank you so much for being here. Please support us with a like, a subscribe, a review on any of your podcast networks. Check us out on YouTube, where we're certainly entertaining and giving each other BS every week. If not, nothing else. Trying to educate the masses on some great records and some great eras of great bands. So with Doing that said, truthfully, trying to be truthful, this shit is not that good. But when they actually do well, it's surprising results. So, as we say every week at this juncture of the show, this has been the Glacially Musical Podcast, and it does not play in Peoria, but flee. Did naked, so naked, horrifyingly naked. <laughs>